Hey everybody, welcome back to Mining Stock Daily. Uh, this is going to be your Thursday afternoon uh, market analysis. Uh, Peter Bookvar has been a very busy man this week, as one would expect, uh, but we're happy that he's giving us a few minutes of his time here today. Uh, Peter, let's just really jump into this. I mean, last week, the end of the week, really spurred a lot of fear, volatilities up, there was panic. And then, you know, th- the Treasury and the Federal Reserve kind of step in with Signature Bank and SVB. We're seeing Credit Suisse being, I guess, saved. So why not bid up tech stocks? <laughs> uh, what is the mentality going on here right now? We love volatility, but this is this is kind of nuts. I mean, some of it is is algorithmic. Uh, they sold tech stocks last year. They bought energy stocks. This week, they sold energy stocks. They're buying tech stocks. Uh, they think that Microsoft is, is somehow a safe haven, which as great a company as it is, uh, a lot of their customers are small, medium-sized businesses. So if they get affected by uh, any credit contraction or slowdown in the economy, they'll buy less product from Microsoft. But that connection is not being made. But you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, markets have these rotational-type uh, moves. And... Uh, they'll buy the laggards, they'll sell the winners, uh, and any dislocation and just what we've seen uh, take place. I think the next big test, of course, will be what the Fed does. And then following that, what uh, first quarter earnings will be like. All right. So let's talk about what the Fed does here. I, I don't envy to be Jerome Powell or anybody on that committee right now. Uh, but what is the likelihood here of 25 or even 50? Well, 50 is off the table. Is zero chance. There's not even a 1% chance. It's zero that they'll raise 50. Um, I think they should not raise from a risk management standpoint, uh, considering what's happened. There's nothing wrong with just stopping for a meeting and leaving it open to a, a hike at the following meeting, If depending on what the data says and, and how uh, things uh, play out with, with a lot of the banks. But I think from a symbolic standpoint, the Fed's going to want to hike 25 basis points because it'll be their way of, uh, in their eyes, of expressing confidence in the financial system and saying, you know, we're still need to be uh, tough on inflation and it's still too high for our taste. Did the the ECB's raising of 50 basis points this morning kind of open the door for that 25 today? I mean, did it have anything to do with it? Well, the, the, the ECB's 50 basis point hike only took their deposit rate to 3%. So. <laughs> True. You know, they, they've lagged so badly. Uh, and even at the Fed stop, they'd be at four and a half to four and three quarters. And Europe has a higher inflation rate than we have in the U.S. right now. So uh, I, I, I knew we could we could say that, yeah, maybe they gave some cover to the Fed, but uh, the ECB was so far behind. I mean, keep in mind that the Fed, the ECB had to raise 50 basis points just to get back to zero. Uh, so they're really behind. So they, they almost had no choice but to keep hiking. So um, I don't think the Fed should look at it that way, but the market is saying that they will. And last time I checked a few hours ago, the Fed funds futures were pricing in about an 82% chance of a 25 basis point hike. I know there's going to be a lot of, you know, messaging next week regarding the stability of the U.S. banking system. I, mean, I think he's probably going to get a bunch of questions regarding this. And that's probably on the forefront of what that communication will be like. But I'm really just kind of questioned after seeing what happened this last week, Peter, 
how are you looking at the stability of you know th- those mid tier the, the the system of the mid tier banks in the U.S. compared to the major banks you know such as the J.P. Morgans? I, I I'm not uh, really worried about the viability of a lot of these banks. A lot of them have diversified deposit bases, and um, which SVB clearly did not, and we know Signature was had the the crypto taint. Uh, now there's I'm more worried about the profitability, and uh, and, and yeah, there'll be some balance sheet issues, but I think balance sheet issues can be repaired, but at the expense of potential dilution to equity holders. So I'm more worried about uh, a squeeze in profit margins because of higher deposit rates, uh, less lending because of that, uh, well, in part because of that, uh, potential loan losses in commercial real estate and maybe some other uh, parts of, of credit, especially if the economy goes into recession. And like I said, further, I should say, new um, equity raises to firm up balance sheets to to sort of mitigate the the bad marks on on those that have long duration and for other loan losses so that i'm that's what i'm more worried about rather than a viability of these banks now that said uh, i'm sure there'll be instances where we're going to need to see some m a um but th- those would be smaller banks that really wouldn't necessarily have uh you know broader implications uh, so uh, I, I don't think we're on the cusp of, of, of bank runs around the country. I just don't see that, particularly after now that there's almost an implicit all-encompassing deposit guarantee on insured deposits. Now, the government hasn't said that yet. It will take legislation to do so. And I do think that they need to really decide which way they want to go on this because this gray area you know, could be dangerous because the very small bank may be at risk for anybody that has uninsured deposits uh, on, well, maybe they get bailed out, but maybe they don't. Like Bear Stearns got sort of bailed out as the government pushed them in the arts of JP Morgan, but Lehman did not. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, that, that's a, a dangerous gray area that I think the government needs to clarify. Yeah, it's, it seems like they're going to decide who wins and who doesn't. But I want to go back to this press release. And I've, I've been trying to wrap my head on this, Peter. To, so I, I really want to get, you know, your 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 thoughts on this. When they said the Federal Reserve Board Sunday announced it will make available additional funding to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their depositors. It doesn't seem like they're limiting to... To in, it sounds like every bank's on the table. All depositors within those banks are on the table. I mean, I'm thinking about this as holy cow, we're just opening up the spigots again. We're going to de-risk everything. Is that the appropriate way to look at this? I uh, know. Let, let's just say the government decides to guarantee all uninsured deposits. Well, then uh, those deposits essentially become uh, a government obligation that they don't have to pay on unless uh, the bank goes down. But um, yeah, it's just another socialization of um, the U.S. banking system. Is this dangerous? Is that a dangerous maneuver? Yeah, of course, when when you don't necessarily have to uh, suffer consequences of bad decisions. And uh, so, of, of course, I mean, it, it's another uh, nail in the coffin of, of American capitalism, there's no doubt. Yeah. So how are you, I mean, you know, how are you, can you summarize kind of the conversations you're having 
with some of your clients about, you know, these big picture scenarios, because it really feels like a lot of things changed in 48 hours over th- this past weekend. And maybe more is coming, more changes coming down the pipeline. I mean, you just, you just said a big important statement about diluting capitalism and you can't take that lightly. So what kind of conversations are you having with clients right now regarding all this? Well, well over the past week, we're, we're having less philosophical conversations and more practical ones like, is your money safe? Where should it be? And um, how do we manage this current situation? And we're trying to take people off that are paying attention, the ledge of, yeah, um, we definitely had an earthquake in the banking system. Uh, when the Fed raises almost 500 basis points in 12 months, um, shit happens and accidents occur. And uh, this is just a, a, a one in uh, what has already been some and, and likely to be more. But we have to separate out uh, what happened with SVB, Signature, Silvergate, and try to figure out our bank or the banks you, know, you have money in viable. And is there going to be another run there? Of course, we don't necessarily know the answer. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think things are calming down now, even with the implicit guarantee of insured deposits, I should say uninsured deposits. But like I said, I'm trying to focus that we just now have to focus more on the economic consequences of this and that we are going to have a credit contraction of some sort going forward and and, and an economic recession. And uh, let's focus on the nuts and bolts of that rather than thinking that we're going to repeat 2008 again. Okay. So I, I want to ask three very simple questions. You can give me three very simple answers. Has the recession started? Uh, most likely. I mean, technically, maybe not, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research. But um, it, it's, you know, the, the ingredients are there. I mean, I can say U.S. US manufacturing is in a recession. Uh, we've seen the ISM and the S&P Global Manufacturing PMI um, in negative territory for four straight months through February, and the the two regional surveys of March in New York and Philly deeply negative. Housing's in a recession. Uh, real consumer spending, real inflation adjusted, is is flatlining. So we're 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 it's almost like, you know, we're about there. But you know, even if we were growing a half a percent as opposed to contracting a half a percent, does it really matter? It still feels the same. Second question, <laughs> I know you're going to roll your eyes, but was this a bailout? Of course it was. It was a bailout for uninsured depositors. Now, regardless of who's paying for it, it still is a bailout because that's why they're called uninsured. So if you are bailing out someone who's, if you're insuring post ex post facto, someone who's uninsured going into that event, yeah, of course it's a bailout. It's semantics to call it, not to, to, to not call it one. Third question, you know it's going to come. How meaningful is this for precious metals as a safe haven? Well, it's a safe haven for sure. And we, we know that the, the two things that bar, uh, bothered um, gold the most was the aggressive Fed and the strong dollar. And um, you know, if the Fed raises interest rates 25 basis points, that'll probably be the last one. So you know, that bear case is pretty much set aside. And, um, 
you know, what, 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 the, what the government is doing with, uh, as getting back to the whole capitalism discussion and uh, with, with uh, exploiting debts and deficits, it's uh, hard to get bullish on the dollar. Now, of course, it's hard to get bullish on the yen and the euro too, but uh, you know, gold can, can be the, the last man standing here in this fiat currency world that maybe now is the time that it eventually shines, no pun intended. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed this somewhat philosophical discussion. I, you know, if, if you could leave the listeners with one or two things to really be paying attention to as we kind of close this week and into the, into next week, you know, what, what, what's, what would be some of those ideas of, you know, really pay attention. That um, I, I, like I said earlier, I think it, it's going to be much less of, more banks collapsing and, and disaster striking. I've, I've been in the, I've been the belief that the economy is going to be like this death by a thousand cuts and that we're in this higher interest rate regime that's a much different backdrop than we're used to and in a highly indebted economy that's, that has been very reliant on credit to drive economic growth. Uh, it's just going to continuously slow things as, as the quarters progress and that because inflation, while it's definitely going to further decline here, particularly if the economy weakens, uh, I, I think that the Fed's going to have much less leeway to ease policy in response to that recession than they're used to in the past. That the days of going back to zero and and, and ramping up QE, um, I mean, what are they going to double QE again? I mean, I guess they could, but you know, I, I think it's just it's it's a different ball game. Uh, it's a different macro environment that's going to be around for a while and. Um, uh, and, and you need a, a different playbook than what worked in the prior, you know, 10, 15 years. Uh, Peter, thanks for much your time. I told you I wouldn't take much of it, but I, I really am grateful for what you can give us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Trevor. Appreciate having me on. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.